Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So while we rush towards Christmas, while we enjoy the celebrations and the gifts and and all that this season entails, we choose to remember and to celebrate the true reason for the season. The good news of Christmas. Jesus Christ came to earth to make a way to God. Pastor Mel shared an awesome message last week. If you haven't heard it, jump online and you can and listen to it. But she shared this, that we have been created by God for eternity. We have been created to live in relationship with God forever. This life that we live here on earth is not the end point, And I think that that is great news. There is greater joy and true satisfaction to come in our eternal home that has been prepared for us and God has sent Jesus to make the way. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. That is what the angel of the Lord said to the shepherds watching over their flocks in a field nearby Jesus' birthplace. For there is born to you this day a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Talk about your birth announcement. I I think my family got a phone call when I was born. I mean, I'm not bitter about it. Some people, when they're born, they get a phone call to family or a Facebook announcement, and others get a host of angels. And that's okay. But those shepherds would journey to see the baby Jesus and then go and tell others of the incredible birth of a Savior sent by God to redeem the world from sin. And while the scriptures say that all who heard what was said about him marveled, none who heard, and not the shepherds, nor his own mother Mary, knew of the fullness of what Jesus was sent from heaven to be or do for humankind. Jesus declared his purpose so powerfully in these words found in John 14. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. When I was 12 years old, my family moved from Sydney to Canberra. We left everything that we knew, school, uh, church, friendships, all of it. And we entered into a new city, an unknown place. And I entered into a new school, started to make new friends, and that's a great thing. And one uh, particular day, some friends of mine invited me to go and hang with them at the mall on a Friday after school. Now, I didn't even know what it meant to hang. And as it turns out, it doesn't mean anything. It means you go and you do nothing, but you do it together with others. So they invited me to go and hang them all. And I really wanted to go. I was was desperate to go. So I went home um, to my mum. I said, mum, 
can I catch the bus to the mall after school on Friday with my friends? We're just going to hang out and then I'll catch the bus home. And even as a 12-year-old, that's my niece, so it's all good. <laughs> She's cheering me on. Even as a 12-year-old, the look, I, I knew what the look of trepidation on my mother's face meant. You know, it meant I don't want you to go. I don't know what's going to happen to you. But maybe, just maybe, it's time you start to do these things. You know, and I pled my case. I pled it well. I promise, Mum, I'll be good. I won't do anything naughty. I promise I'll get home on time. Come on, Mum. All the other kids' parents let them go to the mall after school on a Friday, which is a low blow in the parenting world. All the other kids' parents let them do it. I got out the, the bus map. Remember back in the day when you unfolded a bus map? Very quaint. I, I got out the bus map and I showed her the bus I would catch home. I said, I'll be at the bus stop at 5.30, which means I'll be home at 5.35, mum. And she asked me all the questions and she gave me all the warnings. And begrudgingly, she said, you can go. I was so excited. I finally was getting my freedom. Friday arrived and I packed some clothes to, to take to school with me, probably some, you know, stirrup pants or some tie-dyed. It was the 90s, so, you know. I packed the clothes and mum sent me off to, to school with 30 cents in my pocket for a McDonald's ice cream at the mall and 40 cents to call home if I needed to from a payphone. Remember those? From a payphone if I needed to. And she gave me some final warnings and she said, I will see you at 5.35 p.m. And the school bell rang and my friends and I rushed to the bus and we hopped on and we went to the mall. I was the coolest person on the planet that day. I felt like the coolest person on the planet that day. We got there, we got changed, we had our ice cream. And then we did nothing. It was awesome to a 12-year-old. We did nothing, but we did it together. And the time came for me to catch the bus home. Now, my friends were staying longer. Their parents were kinder than mine. They, they were staying longer, so I trot off to the, the interchange and hopped on my bus. And as the bus travelled towards my home, I thought to myself, I don't know what my mother was worried about. It's all fine. I've got this. And then the bus turned left. And it was supposed to turn right. My home was on the right in somewhere in the suburb on the right, or at least I thought it was. Everything was so unfamiliar still. And I started to get a little bit wary. And maybe the bus is going to turn back again. Maybe they've just added another a suburb in the route, or I, I don't know. The, the bus just kept taking turns, turn after turn after turn, and 5.30 came and went, and 5.35 came and went. And it was mid-year, so it was starting to get dark by then. Not only did I not know where I was, but the world around me was getting darker. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to see clearly very soon. I was terrified by that stage. And I sat on that bus and I thought, God, I don't know how I got it wrong. And I don't know what to do. I don't know where my home is. I don't know. And in my mind, I was going to end up in another state. Or worse yet, Tuggeranong. No, no, that's just mean. We love our Tuggeranong people. We love you, Tuggeranong. 
A little more time had passed and I thought that I recognized the street that we were on. And it was, I thought it was in my suburb, so I'll get off here and maybe if I keep walking, I'll be able to find other familiar things. So I got off the bus and I walked and I cried and I walked and I cried and it was getting darker and darker. I had no idea where I was or how to get home. And I spotted this person in the distance. <laughs> There's a person walking toward me and as I got closer, I saw that it was my mother. And in that moment, I was Forrest Gump. I was running. I ran. And as she got to me, she took a hold of me. And with a look on her face that was part relief and part desperation and part joy and part fury, she said, nothing. She couldn't get a word in edgeways through my ramblings. Mom, I caught the wrong bus. It turned the wrong way. Mom, I was so lost. I didn't know where I was. I'm so sorry. I was so scared, Mom. And I didn't consciously think it at the time, but everything in me knew that my mother had left home to find me. And she took my hand and she said, I've got you. We're going home. And she navigated the dark streets to home. God... Our Heavenly Father left home in the person of Jesus to come find you and lead you the way back. Luke 19 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus was sent as the fulfillment of God's plan for humankind who'd gotten lost in sin and separated from God. John 6 says, For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up. In other words, I will take them home at the last day. Jesus was God's plan to bring us home. And Jesus said, I am the way. As a 12-year-old sitting on that bus, I thought I was traveling just fine. Thanks very much, mum. I thought I was traveling just fine. I've got this, I said to myself. I'd been hanging out, enjoying what I thought was some newfound freedom in life. I didn't realize I needed help to find my way until I recognized that I was lost. Maybe you're living in the same way, just hanging out, doing your best to navigate life, thinking I've got this, not realizing that you're lost. Or maybe like me on that bus, you are totally aware that you have got no idea where you are and you have got no idea where you're going. Isaiah 53 tells us all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sin of us all. See, the beginning of the journey home for every single one of us begins with the personal acknowledgement 
that sin has taken us far from God. It has displaced us from our home and taken us off the path to God. Jesus said, I am the way back. And here's some more good news. It doesn't matter how far from that path you strayed. It's always only ever one step back. By accepting that Jesus is the Son of God who paid the price for your sin and is the way home. See, maybe you know and have accepted that Jesus is the way home for you. He is the way to your eternal home. But you don't know him as your helper here on earth. The one that's going to guide you the way, this side of heaven. See, we've all got challenges that we're facing. And I can hazard a guess that you're facing some that you can't see your way through. You don't have the answer for. I know I am. You were never supposed to be able to navigate life on your own. And there is absolutely no shame in admitting it. You are in really good company in this room. I've got no idea sometimes. Isaiah 58 says this, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Isaiah 30, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Jesus is your guide. And the Bible says that he guides us in a really specific way. He guides us in truth. To see our way through all that we will face in this world and all that the world will present We need to know what is right and what is true. See, a a pilot will fly a plane looking to their instruments to guide them. Their sight alone, their sense of where is this plane in space, where is this plane going, is not enough. It's unreliable. In fact, there are times when a, a pilot is flying where they have to shut down every other piece of information, their senses, their feelings, and only follow what their instruments say. And by doing so, whether it's daylight or darkness, stormy or clear weather, they will get to their destination. What you can see and feel in life and what the world will tell you is not a reliable instrument. When you follow it, It will mislead you. You'll wander off the path. You'll get lost. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. He's saying, when you look to me as your way, I will point you to what is really true. And if you follow my truth, you're not going to wander off the path. I will get you to where you need to be. Psalm 119 says that the sum of the word of God, which is the Bible, is truth and it endures forever. It is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. See, I sat on that bus at the age of 12, not knowing where I was or where I was going and the world around me was getting darker and darker 
that sound familiar? I knew that without light, I wouldn't be able to see. The darkness of the world cannot be navigated without the light of truth. John 8, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Get the band up. The light that leads to life. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, in this one declaration, Jesus reveals the fullness of who he is and shows us the journey that has been laid before us. That if we look to him as the way, he will reveal truth that will guide us on our path. And the fruit of truth, the fruit of walking in his way is always life. It's always life, both here on earth and in eternity. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. The fullness of life, the eternal life that you were created for is found in Jesus and only Jesus. It's a really bold message that there's just one way to eternal life and it's found in Jesus. The world didn't love this message when Jesus came to earth and shared it. In fact, he was killed for it. And it's still not a popular message. And maybe for you it's not a comfortable message. Maybe it it's, feels too limiting. Surely with all the differences in people and ideas and cultures and life experience across this world, surely a good God wouldn't close doors to people finding Him and getting to heaven any way they could. But God didn't close any doors. He opened the only one you need, Jesus. And He invites every person to enter in. This is a freeing message. You don't need to know which is the right path to take or how to find what's really true amongst all of what you will see and hear or even strive to build the life that you want, a meaningful life. You just need to know Jesus. You're just like that 12-year-old kid whose mother took her hand Jesus is saying, I have got you and we're going home. See, knowing Jesus starts by opening your heart to him, by saying to him, you are the one way. Jesus was a sinless man. He was righteous. God sent him to take all the sin on himself 
and to take it to the cross where it was all crucified and dealt with once and for all. When he took your sin, he gave you his righteousness, his right standing with God. And in doing so, he opened the door to a relationship with God. So if you're here and you have never done that, if you've never opened your heart to God, to Jesus, and said to him, you are my one way, we want to give you a chance to do that today. Or maybe you've done that in the past, but today you find yourself no longer walking on his path, no longer walking in his way. If that's you, we want to we want to give you a chance to step back. It's only ever one step back. To take that step, the way that we do that here is that we pray a prayer together. We pray that out loud. And if you're wanting to accept Jesus into your life today, if you're wanting to recommit your heart to Him and step back on that path today, then I'd love you to pray along with us. Why don't we close our eyes? Dear God, thank you that you sent Jesus to find me, to save me, and to make a way for me back to you. I believe he died on the cross, and I accept his gift of eternal life today. I don't want to walk in my own ways anymore. I want to walk in his Forgive me for my sins. Jesus, come live in my heart. Thank you for your unending love and grace for me. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.